Good afternoon, my brothers and sisters in Christ, and good afternoon to those in the world that are not Christ. I thought, I was just thinking here about something regarding honesty and integrity, and I'm on a website called Gumtree, and someone's getting rid of a single sofa, and there's something about this person I wasn't quite happy with, and the Lord told me in the spirit they're lying. So I asked them, basically, as the chair come from a smoke-free home, this person said yes, but the, the, the covers are washable. So that's basically her get-out-of-jail-free card, that basically she's lying, um, it smells, but you can take the covers off and wash them, right? And the Lord said she's lying, lying. so I said to her that I'm just going to leave it. I'm assuming it's a her by her email address, Stacey something. Now, this is the thing that people don't understand. You cannot get to heaven unless you're with Jesus. Why? Because God sent his son, God became flesh, Jesus is God, that's John 1, 1. The whole Bible says that. Jesus is the Word, the Word is with God, the Word was God, John 1, 1. So God sent his Son into the world to die on the cross. Those who believe in him, turn to him and repent to him, will be saved. This is John three sixteen. Now, you cannot, if you're a non-believer of Jesus, you cannot get to heaven in your current state because all have lied on this earth. All have done things against God. It's an abomination. The Bible says that all are sinful. So where the Catholics think they're great, and especially the nuns say they're perfect. Well, the Bible says that all are sinful. So if they're all sinful, then even Mary herself in Luke 1 verses 45 to 46, she said, I need a saviour. So if Mary herself is saying, I need a saviour, but the Catholics believe that she's holy and perfect, and the nuns believe that they're perfect because they follow her, they're just deceived. You know, Mormons, Jehovah's, the Quakers, the... Uh, Freemasons, they're all cults, they're just deceived. And this is 2 Thessalonians 2. God will add a delusion to these people because of their heart. Their heart is not for him, their heart is for something else. So to people that are lost in the world, that don't believe in anything, or just normal people, these people, you people, cannot get to heaven. right? And the best analogy to use is this. There used to be an old-fashioned film called Charlie, Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. Sorry, Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. And if you go in there and watch that, I think it's a 1970s movie, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. It's an old-fashioned classic, brilliant movie, better than the modern one. And in there, when Charlie's walking around the warehouse, in Willy Wonka's warehouse, there's a, a situation where you see these eggs laying, the, um, the golden goose, is it? Or the, these goose laying golden eggs. And as the egg comes down, if it's a good egg, it gets taken, polished up and shipped off around the world. But they say if it's a bad egg, it goes down the rubbish chute. Now, if you look at all the eggs coming down, they're all gold. They all look fantastic, right? But it's what's within, right? And if you're not born again, if you are not repentant of your sin, acknowledge Jesus as Lord and Savior in your life, and born again, John 3, 5, you are going to be the egg that goes down the rubbish chute into the infernus, inferno, incinerator, whatever you want to call it. Right? If you are not with Jesus, you will be going down that chute into the incinerator as rubbish. That's hell. And God doesn't want that for you. I don't want that for you. But this is the reality. People on this earth seem to think that they're good. I've got people around me, a neighbour in particular, said that I think most people are generally good. I think most people are generally good. And I said, okay, so um, do you tell lies? Well, yeah. I didn't know good people tell lies. You see, so by God's standard, Mark ten eighteen, Jesus said, no one's good, only me, only God. He actually said, only God is good. No one else is good. 
and he's proclaiming John 2.19, John 8.58 is God, and so on. And the emphasis is this, if we don't trust in him and have faith in him and follow him and lead by his example, but we can't do it in our works. So even though we can try, and so many people think, well, I'll try and do this and I'll try and do that. Well, God says, your works are like filthy minstrel rags. Your works mean nothing to me. The works that people do in the faith that it talks about in the book of James, right, is rewards in heaven for the Christian who's following Jesus. And on judgment day for the believers, all of your works, as it says in Corinthians, are going to be judged as a believer. So there's some believers out there that think that no matter what happens, they're going to go to heaven. This is a Calvinism. Well, you're very much mistaken, because John 15 makes it very clear that you can be cut off and thrown into the fire. And this is the problem with people today. They take scripture out of context. They don't read the Bible, don't accept it for as anyone out there that does not accept one word in the Bible. You're not following Jesus. And if you're having a difficult time with it, you need to ask him to help you understand. You know, in the Old Testament, God annihilated an entire village. Women, children, animals completely destroyed it. And no one in the world can understand if God's full of love why he would do that. He did that for one simple reason, to start again. Because if you leave one child or one animal, the evil's still there. So I'll let him help you understand that, because I'm not going to go into that right now, because this isn't about the subject I'm talking about in hand. The bottom line is this. God has reached out to the world and sent his son. He's willing to help you. Every single one of you out there, you've all lied. Most of you have stolen. You've fornicated. you committed adultery. You've murdered. You've uh, got drunk and got out of control. Said horrible things. Blasphemed God's name. OMG. People say it all the time, especially the Americans. All I hear is, oh, oh my God. That's all I hear. You're blaspheming God's name. Who are you to do that? The creator of the heavens and the earth. So he says, look, you've all made mistakes. If you turn to me, repent to me, and accept me for who I am, as the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, Jesus said, no one comes to the Father except through me, John 14, 6. Jesus said, no one comes to me unless the Father draws them first, John 6, 4, 4. You know? And if you're not with Jesus, you're going to go to hell. That's the end of it. Jesus said in John 3, 18, those who don't believe in me are condemned. Jesus is Lord and Saviour. And he's above all the other gods in the world, all the pagan gods. He's above Islam, Hinduism, Buddhism. He's above the lot, right? And if you're not with him, you will go to hell. So you just remember that movie. I want you to go and watch it. Go on YouTube. It's a classic. It's a great movie anyway. It comes from an era, basically, where movies were a lot better than what they are today. There's no blaspheming, cursing, filth in there. But when you watch the scene where the, gold, the, um, the goose lays the golden egg, it, the gooses are on top, the egg comes down. If it's a good egg... They take it off and it's shipped off around the world. If it's a bad egg, it goes down the chute into the incinerator, the garbage chute. Right? Which one are you? Because most people right now are going down the garbage. And don't think for one second God is going to make allowances just because you say you're a good person. No one's good. Jesus said that in Mark 10, 18. No one's good. It's only by God's standards that you are good. And when you believe in Jesus, you are then cleansed by the blood of the Lamb putting the garments of righteousness on through Jesus and now you can stand in front of the Father so if you died once you're in Jesus you'll go straight to heaven that's the promise that Jesus has for the saints and you know I met someone at a motorcycle meet recently and he said I'm not scared of death but I'm scared of how I'm going to die this is not how believers talk he would know instantly in his spirit he's got nothing to worry about there's a woman in Nigeria last week was stoned to death by Muslims 
because you stood on that faith with Christ. I guarantee they would have said to her, if you denounce Jesus now, Allah will forgive you and you can move on. Right? And she didn't. She stood on her ground and she stood with Jesus. And I meditate on that and get sad because, not sad but happy, because she's with my Lord right now. She stood on her ground because she knew the truth. Imagine this, a woman, 22 years old at a school, I think it's a massive college, hundreds of people surrounded her, and they stoned her to death, these Muslim people. They were all Muslims that stoned her. The police obviously were Muslim because they just watched it. They didn't do anything about it. But I guarantee people would have watched that and gone, this person was surrounded by us and there was no fear in that person. She was stoned and now she's dead. Now I guarantee if that had been a Buddhist, a Hindu, a Muslim, any other pagan god, the fear would have come over them, they would denounce their pagan god just like that. Unless of course they're high on drugs, right? And most terrorists in the world are, right? No matter where you're from. Right, these people are high on drugs because only evil people would do such things and Satan does control them you know so this is where the bottom line is this if you're not with Jesus you're going to go to hell right? and all God wants is your heart and if you give him your heart and repent of your sin he'll forgive you if you think your works and your so called good deeds in the world and helping people and you know donating millions of people I've met people, the Lord sent me to people right? one guy who is a millionaire um, who owned lots of McDonald's McDonald outlets and I told him straight you can give as many people much as you want to charity and you're still going to go to heaven sorry sorry you can give as much as you want to charity and you're still going to go to hell if you're with Jesus and you're walking right with him first and foremost everything else you do in the faith by giving money to help charity and to the ministry is a bonus in heaven is rewards and this is what op is open to all of you and I just really hope that all of you take this on board because it's really important stuff. People don't seem to realise how severe it gets. So I thought I'd just talk about that because, you know, I was just thinking about this person who's selling, not selling, giving away the sofa. And the lies that people come out with, it, as an evangelist, as a saint of God, you know, I see lies all the time and people just do it fluently. They think it's normal. It's evil. The Bible says it's evil. You're a child of Satan if you do this. And to a non-believer, God has got mercy for you and he'll help you. But as a believer, believers don't do this. No believer who's following Christ lives in sin or commits sins like that lying. It's just off the devil. You just don't do it. So I thought I'd just leave, I'll leave it there because I just wanted to mention that about the golden egg. And I want you to go online and watch the Cho Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory Right, because it's a classic and anyone can watch it. And I'm sure there's for all the different countries around there, there's subtitles and so on. But just watch the point I'm saying. Which one of you, if you're the golden egg that's with Jesus, you'll be picked up and you're going to be taken to heaven. If you're not with Jesus, you go down the chute to hell. Just remember that. You are nothing without him. Right, I'm going to pray. Let's pray. Lord. You've got me dealing with all these people in the world, Father. But these people are lost. And you have so much mercy, Father. And the mercy that comes through me at these people. But Lord, some people just want to live in sin. They go out of their way deliberately to hurt and upset and lie and be evil, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name that the people who listen to this, Lord, will understand that people who are walking the world that are lost are condemned, as you said, Jesus. But I pray that, Lord, you reach out to the people who listen to this. That there is hope through you Jesus it's not through our works we are saved it's through our heart and repentance to you Jesus that we follow you down this Christian path and follow you Jesus through the word of God not following churches or religious outfits because Christianity is not religion man has made religion 
and that's what starts wars around this world. But a true disciples follows you, Jesus, and I pray that they see this. They see the word of God and they listen and follow you, Jesus, that, Lord, these people get to heaven, that I will see one day. I pray in Jesus' name, Lord, give people. And I ask, Lord, for a blessing right now on this message, that people will see that analogy that's been used in Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory about the golden egg. Which one are they? I pray that all of them will become golden, beautiful eggs for you, Father. That are newborn, born again, as Jesus says in John 3, 5, and follow you with all their heart. I pray in Jesus' name, Lord. Amen. God bless you all. Good morning, my brothers and sisters in Christ, and good morning to, in, to those in the world that are not of Christ, the unbelievers of Christ. I thought I'd do a part two of this, because I'm sitting here with the Lord. He's brought something to my attention. I've got a brother in Christ who's in his 70s, um, a Bible teacher, and he talks a lot about prophecy. That's his main field. Very good stuff. And he's talking on a subject. He's been asked by the Lord to do uh, a sermon on Sunday, and it's about Corinthians. I can't remember the exact scripture, but it's about Corinthians. And when Paul talks about basically the seven um, traits of a Christian, or should I say the seven things that must be done, to walk with Jesus. Um, and the thing is, one of them, which is so important, as a believer, when you start walking with Jesus, is the renewing of your mind. Now, I've done a separate podcast on this, a few podcasts back, right? But what I want to add to this is, which is part of the golden egg that I did yesterday. The golden egg, by the way, is an, an, an analogy, Right? To basically give you a representation of the walk of Jesus, and I explain in that, right? Well, I'm sure you've listened to it if you listen to this. Um, that basically, you know, for me, the worst thing I see in Christianity, I think the number one spot has got to be so called Christians who act and walk like those in the world. This is, you know, if you're being renewed in the mind, you don't do these things anymore. But I think the most upsetting thing for me is that you have your so-called brothers and sisters in Christ, but they don't treat you like brothers and sisters. They treat you like friends or people in the world, right? They have their own family members who are lost. Now, Jesus touched on this and said, you'll have to give up everything for me and everyone. You know, he also said that you're a mother will turn against a son, a daughter against a father and so on. And what he's saying is the gospel that comes out of your mouth, the gospel that you belong to, is going to upset these people. Now, the Bible makes it clear you can't have fellowship. And it is hard. And I, I thought, you know, I have a half-brother and, and I have a biological mother and she hates God. She hates me, right? I tell you this, the last time I saw her, she was absolutely vile to me. And I had nothing but complete love. But what God does, he separates you from that and shows you, number one, you belong to him. You're a child of a different kingdom now. And two, right, you, he makes you look at your mother or your brother or your sister, whoever, and you'll see how evil they are in his eyes. And you see that they want to walk in evil, that they want to do evil things. They got no, um, they got no, uh, what's it called? They got no time or um, wanting to repent so why would you want anything to do with them and this is basically what god is trying to say to you if you are born again john 3 5 which i touch on every time 
that Jesus says you must do, and you are actually born again, and there's a new spirit inside you, a new creation, part of the renewing of your mind, you're going to see these things. But I see so many so-called Christians masquerading around, wearing the Christian t-shirt, I'm a Christian. You know, in, in the world, they're called um, Walter Mitty's. You know, in the military community, you've got people that go out there saying they did this and that, and they never even served, and they're called Walter Mitty's. Yes, it is a mental health issue. But in Christ, it's not. Because you're false, you're fake. And you're masquerading around as a so-called sister and brother of mine. You're not. And the Lord will send in someone like me, an evangelist, to challenge you. I get it done all the time. The Lord will send me in to someone to challenge them on Scripture. And they fall flat on their face and you get one or two reactions. That's my job amongst bringing the good news and other things. So... It's really sad, and I'm sure many of you listening to this, you'll understand this, that you look at Christianity and you think, what a joke. It's just a massive hypocrisy. It is. And this is what Jesus warned about, that the end times, the church will turn man against man, woman against woman. You know, that's also part of the prophecy of the fall of the world as well. But you know, the church will turn on each other. You'll, you will suffer betrayal because of me. People will betray you. I've been tra- betrayed once. The Lord warned me the day before, actually, that he's going to betray you. And it's a horrible thing. Betrayal is the number one spot as far as I'm concerned next to lying. And you've got Proverbs 6 verses 6 to 19. 16 to 19. Six things that God hates. One is an abomination. And the abomination one is number seven. Which is sowing discord in the church. Now sowing discord in the church covers a variety of things. From lying to so saying bad things about you. Blaspheming to betrayal. The list goes on. And it's horrible feeling. But these people will not enter heaven. It says that in Revelations 21 to 22. What happens to cowards? Cowards will not enter the kingdom of God. And he's talking to believers here. He's not just talking to the ungodly. You know? Sad truth is a lot of you will never enter heaven. Because of your heart. You've got no interest in the truth. You can't accept the truth. You say you do, but you don't. And then God leads you off to a deception. 2 Thessalonians 2. This is the Mormons. Jehovah's Witnesses. Quakers, um, Freemasons, and many others out there, that your heart is not for Jesus. Your heart is for a different Jesus. And you think that what you do and how you say things is acceptable. He says, well, just get on with it. And then you die and you end up in hell. You'll be held in hell and then you have the great white throne judgment. It's a terrible day. All eternity in the lake of fire. God is not with you anymore. He wants nothing to do with you. Right? Because you're scum. That's the end of it. You just, you're, you're, you're a coward. I mean, I'll give you an example. I was in the military and I heard of a story where there was an officer that got captured in wherever part of the world he was in. And this was, I was in the part of the Royal Marines and these people were in the army. Different training, different people were going. Anyway, so this officer gets captured. He gets tortured. Not only does he give up his, his um, unit, give up his location where he was based, he gives up, gives them so many details. You know, you just don't do these things. And that's what your training's for. But this is what I mean. The training that he went through as an officer is really basic. It's rubbish. And the army is totally different from the Royal Marines. Totally different. Kettle fish. The quality of soldier is totally different. The Royal Marines are such much higher on a high level. I don't need to say that. You can see that for yourself. Anyway. So when he got back, he didn't lose his command or his position because of the people he knew, the power that he had or his father had. But not only did he lose respect from every single person, no one wanted anything to do with him. And he said that he felt so bad, no one wanted anything to do with him. 
right? He wasn't invited to do's. You know, people did as they're told because he was an officer, but they did it in such a way that they didn't really do it because they care about him or, you know. So basically, someone said that if you went back into combat, you'll end up getting shot, you know. And you, someone could say, well, that's treason. Yeah, okay, but what you've got to understand is you only win the loyalty of your men if your men respect you. And that's respecting by a good leader. Let's move on to Jesus. Jesus was the best leader of all, right? And people loved him. Right, the ones who followed him because of his leadership. That most people wanted him dead. Why did they want him dead? Because he told them the truth. He didn't mix his words. Where do you read in the Bible? He ran around with roses on his head, kissing everyone. Because that's what basically modern Christians are all about. Kiss everyone. It's all about love. It's not all about love. It's about repentance. It's about coming to God on your knees and saying sorry for the wickedness you've done. There's three conditions right there. Right in John, there's three conditions before you've even got saved. So all this crap, unconditional love is rubbish. And I spoke with someone the other day and she looked convicted. Absolutely convicted. Sat there looking around thinking, well, I've not heard that before. Well, this is what the Bible says. You don't need to listen to me. Read the Bible. But the problem is most of you, you don't want to read the Bible. You don't. I've met a lot of people that have been Christians years, apparently. They've never read the Bible. And you think, what? How's that love? You know, it's just hypocrisy. And God is going to filter out every single one of you. This is what gives me peace. And the Lord says, Steve, don't worry about it. Your job is to plant that seed and move on. I'm going to do all of them all. Right? There's a massive majority of you I'm never going to see in heaven because of your heart. I won't even know anyway. The Lord is not going to have me worry about that. I'm going to go up there and be with all my loved ones who are my brothers and sisters, like the woman I mentioned yesterday, 22 years old, Christian woman, stoned to death in Nigeria by Muslims surrounded in this massive type in google 22 year old woman stoned to death imagine a massive hostile crowd screaming and being violent and abusive you imagine the fear that would come over a normal person i guarantee she should have had no fear right and she was stoned to death she's now with my lord that is the ultimate test of faith and if you're not following jesus and you have not got faith your fear will come upon you and you'll surrender and give up jesus you surrender and give up jesus you're finished you're done there's quite a few sins in the Bible that you can't be forgiven. Number one is in Mark, blaspheme the Holy Spirit. You blaspheme the Holy Spirit, it's game over. You receive the mark of the beast, Revelations 14, game over. You know, so read it in context and you'll see it. I care about everybody and this is why I pour out and I'm honest with you because I want you to know the truth. If you are not, if you know someone who is a single male or single woman they have no family or they're a single parent, you have a duty as a Christian to invite them over for dinner, to read the word with them, to invite them out to places, to be a family. That's your duty. And I, even I know people around me that call themselves Christians. Do I ever get invited to anything? No, the Lord even told me you won't get invited to you because of your calling. You're so direct. People can't take it. When I first got saved, a woman prophesied into my life and she said the Lord showed her that my ministry would be like a two-edged sword. It will just cut straight through people. And this is Jesus in Revelation 1 and 2. A sword comes out of his mouth, cutting through. The word of God cuts through people. This is why he got murdered. And I'm prepared to die for him as well, if necessary. That being being stoned to death or shot, whatever. If it happens, it happens. But I'll forget to go home. I want to go home more than anything. So this is another thing I'm going to touch on. If you are following Jesus, you want to go home as soon as possible. You know, you don't think I want to stay here. There's nothing on this earth that should want to keep you here. But if you find that there is, there's property, there's lands, there's money, there's family. Well, I've got news for you, pal. You're in trouble. Because the way the society is going, 
They want to control you. And if you don't submit to the system, they'll take things off you. This is what Jesus said about in the scriptures. This is what Paul said in Colossians 3 too. Focus on what's above, not things of the earth. Because if you don't focus on what's above, you can lose everything. John 15. So I thought I'd just add this because I think it's important. The hypocrisy that's in Christianity, the hypocrisy that's amongst the brothers and sisters of Christ. You're supposed to love one another. Because that's what the whole thing is, brothers and sisters. You are an adopted child from the world to God's kingdom. The people in the world are no longer your immediate family. Your immediate family are those in Christ. The ones in the world you can preach to and lead by example. But God said there's going to be a time you have to move away and walk away. Because you can't sit in that fellowship. Paul touches on this. You can't sit with the unrighteous, the unbelieving. What does righteousness have with darkness? What does good have with bad? Nothing. So you can't sit there around these people because they're going to curse, blame, blaspheme. The demons who run this world and run them, who used to run you, Right, will deliberately come through them and curse and blaspheme the law. OMG this, OMG that, Jesus this, Jesus that. Right, and you're being part of that. You're just brushing it off. There's someone I know right now, 40 years a Christian, right, doing this. And you're thinking, I look at him sometimes and I actually think, is this guy actually saved? Because there's all the telltale signs he's not. You know, sometimes I see things, I can't tell people, it's just between me and the Lord, and I just can't believe what I'm seeing. It's people that have come against me in my ministry and I've warned them, don't come against me in my ministry and lie about me because my father will crush you and he has. The father will crush anyone who comes against a righteous man. And I'm a righteous man, not because of what I do, because of Christ who lives in me. And Paul says the same thing in the New Testament. And if you know your scripture, you know exactly what I'm about to say. Paul says that it's not me that boasts on myself, but I boast on Christ who lives in me and it's he that does the work in me so I'm boasting on my works. Basically, he had lots of things to boast about because he was a, I wouldn't say a really good person because no one's good, Mark 10, 18, but he was a hard worker in Christ. This is the bottom line, guys, you know, and I care about all of you and this is why I'm doing this. You know, if I die tomorrow, hallelujah, but I know the Lord wants me here to do work, to bring people to Christ. And if you hate me, you hate me, but if you're convicted and you get right with the Lord and you're walking with him better, that's the whole point. Every apostle in the Old and New Testament had the same situation as me, if not worse. You know? And if you think, oh, so you've been called to be an apostle. Yes, I have. And why do I say that? Because in Greek and Hebrew, the word apostle is a man sent by God. In the English dictionary, it doesn't say that. It says something completely different. That's why when you read the Bible in English, you've got to turn to Greek and Hebrew if you're stuck on something. Because the Greek and Hebrew, the New Testament's in Greek. The Old Testament's in Hebrew, and then you translate that into English. And it can have many meanings, but the main meaning is there. So God has sent me, because when I got saved, there's no way I walked into a church. I didn't become religious. I'm certainly not religious. You'll never hear me be religious on these podcasts. I don't walk religiously. The Bible is not religious to begin with, right? Man is religious, right? They make religion, mankind, shall I say. So God has picked me for a role. I've had visions to confirm this. I've got a job to do and then I'm going home. And before you say, oh, no one knows the day or the hour, yeah, that's when Jesus returns. I'm going to go home before that. And the Lord has told me when. And that's all I'm going to say. But what you should be saying is, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's all about him. But most of you won't. You just get jealous and think about yourselves. Well, then I've got news for you. Remember this. Everything you say and do is being recorded in heaven. And you're going to answer to it. And trust me, if your heart isn't right, you ain't going to heaven. Let's get that straight.
So next time you see a brother and sister and you're a so-called pastor, evangelist, a preacher, whatever, right? You have a duty to take care of them. If they're on their own, show them love. If they're on their own, invite them around for a Bible study. If they're on their own, go around and see them, cook for them, do something for them, right? You have a duty to do that. And if you don't, you're going to answer, right? Believe me, don't be a hypocrite, because I tell you this, there'll be people like me, the Lord has all around the world, who will send to you and challenge you and pull you to pieces, right? And if you're humble enough, you'll accept it, repent and move on. If you don't, you can lose everything. Just remember that. I'm just going to pray. Lord, you've brought this thing to my mind this morning, Lord. You know it bothers you as much as it bothers me. There's so many hypocrites in Christ, Lord, that we have a duty to love one another, to take care of one another, to care for one another. That's the whole point of leading by example. But Lord, there's so many out there, as you know, that are not walking with you. They think they are, but they're not. They're wearing a t-shirt, they're lying. And Lord, you send me in so many times to speak to people, but they just don't care. I pray for that love and compassion to come out from you, to pour over these people. To bring so much peace to people, Father. That Lord, we must get right with you, as you said in John 3, 5, Jesus, that we must be born again of water and spirit. We must follow you, must repent of our sins, must acknowledge you as Lord and Saviour, that you are King of kings, Lord of lords, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. That Jesus, you even proclaim from your lips that you are God. John 2, 19, John 8, 58, Exodus 3, 14, John 15, and many are more, John 1, 1. I pray in Jesus' name that Lord, you reach out to the hearts of those who listen to this message. They are convicted that they listen to you and walk with you and honour you. In Jesus' name, Father. Amen. God bless you.